0: Hello, and welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child, and we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. And thanks for joining us for our new series Why Does My Child Need Dynamic Intelligence? As I visited with Dr. Gutstein, I told him that I want my child to be treated as an individual. He agreed and talked to parents about the needs their individual child has.
1: So I would tell any parent that if you want to really, um, the treatments that have been developed up to this point, don't address what we know from now from years of research are the problems that prevent people from ASD to having success. They may sound good, but they don't when you read the research, they don't correlate with those things. And what we've done is we very specifically created a match between the things that people with ASD are going to need to be successful and the things we start to work on from a very early age to make sure that they are able to do those things and are able to have success and don't have to go through life handicapped. So that's what I would say to someone starting is that this is the way treatment should be conducted. It should be based on what that, what those people need, right. To be successful. Um,
0: You know, I I think, I think one of the things that is is so amazing is that this all starts so young mm -hmm. in development of us as little humans and I think parents might not, you know, as you know, I have a daughter who developed typically and a son who did not. And so with her, it just kind of was happening, but you know, I wasn't thinking about what was happening.
1: Right. And,
0: and I think that's part of the reason it's hard. It's hard to realize all that that you just talked about started in her almost oh, from yeah. the beginning. If I
1: look at my two year old grandson, he's already doing selfie, self-communicating He's self-direct regulating, he's planning, he's considering goals, he's um you know making starting to make decisions. He's already starting to do these things at a rudimentary level. Um he's using his imagination effectively. And so, you know, the the research shows you have to start as early as possible in these things. These are not later things you do. And when you miss out on them earlier, it's you, you have to then you have to do them later and it just more and more things, and then you have to undo a lot of things as well. And the other thing that research shows is how important parents are as guides, not necessarily directing this or instructing all the time, but guiding, making sure the child has an environment where they can grow, making sure that they have the right materials, and making sure that your, your involvement is at the right level to facilitate what they're doing. Also building the motivation for them. One of the things that you know gets lost in the autism literature is the importance of intrinsic motivation, and there's been such an emphasis on external motivation, reinforcers, and operants, that um, what happens is you, you start to see that children who may have a bunch of little discrete skills, but they don't have any of the motivations to sustain lifelong learn, learning, growth, development, mastery, um, and you know expanding their their world, and. One of the things we've had to emphasize is the first thing we're going, we are going. do is we build those intrinsic motivations. We build that desire that's there. We make sure it gets activated. We make sure that all of our children are, are engaging with us because they're very motivated to do so. We don't have to use rewards and reinforcers. We know how to develop those intrinsic desire for relatedness, for personal agency, be able to have more and more influence in your world for seeking growth for challenge and mastery for autonomy um those are the critical things that have to be developed along with you know abilities and it, you know and also habits too the habit of stopping to reflect and learn from your experience habits of thinking before you're acting you know there's a number of habits that have to be become automatic along with motivation and along with mental abilities um, that we call mental schools. You know? And it starts early, you're absolutely right. Uh, the earlier we can, and, and our program is nice because it is based on um, that individual's, we can assess each individual's readiness and build from there. Whatever the next step is for that person, we start with very basic foundations if needed, and we can go all the way up to very complex uh, functioning. So, when a new person, when a new child comes in, a new family comes in, we can assess and determine where we need to begin, and what that means too is that we can provide this service. We can write a dynamic intelligence program for children with a variety of issues or with no diagnosis at all uh, for enrichment. Um, it, it you know, it's not just for children with autism, although they were the inspiration for this, what we have found is that, you know, these abilities aren't taught to any of children. They're just expected to have them. And many children who don't have what doesn't, aren't very good at some of these either. And it hurts them, it handicaps them in their life. And so if you're a parent who wants to give them, give your child the best head start, the best preparation for success, I think this program can have a lot of benefit for you to teach you how to do what we call a mindful guide.
0: I think it's um, hard when parents are getting these diagnoses at two and three years old because they become very vulnerable to a quick fix yeah. Yeah. because of the fear of the future. And I think sometimes what they're seeing, kind of on the outside of their child, is not what's what they're not doing right. There's not really what's important in other words they're seeing their children might not be speaking yet or something like that Yeah,
1: and and the point problem is with the people who offer those things they're 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 not um they're underestimating these children um most of the children are going to speak anyway um almost all of them will and so it looks like you're a miracle worker when your quote-unquote therapy leads to them speaking um and they they're not even offering these higher level Abilities or the foundations for them, because it's on some level they don't believe they can have them or they can do them. So they're sort of selling it very low, and and they're training parents without even knowing it to accept very little for their children. And we want them to think big, and we want our parents to think uh, we want to raise that bar and say, look, my child can can have all that. They can be successful in the real world, um, not in the quote unquote autism world, and. And we're going to prepare them for that. And we're not going to, you know, accept what people are trying to sell us, which is this very low level, right, of functioning that they're working on.
0: You know? I, I always say we will, we will certainly rise to the low bar if we set the low bar. Exactly. That's where, that's where we will go. Exactly.
1: And that's what these programs, these early intervention programs so often set such a low bar for the types of things that they're developing. The other thing they do is they don't look at the developmental readiness of each child and say, what is the next step for this particular child? There's sort a of very programmatic, everybody gets the same thing whether they need it or not, whether they're ready for it or not, and it's very much an assembly line type of intervention, which I think is not, you know, it, medically that goes against everything I've been trained to, to do. You know, it, it, to me, you have to individualize based on that person's, what, what, they, what they're coming to you with, what abilities they have, what development, what developmental foundations are in place, and you're then looking for what the next step is for that person. And you personalize your intervention. And these treatments don't do that, they're they're manuals, and you just, you know, when somebody comes in the door, they just get the manual, whatever it is. And I, I, I think that's really bad treatment.
0: Well, as a mom, I want my baby to be an individual.
1: Yeah, of course. You want your child to be treated like a person and you want to know that their needs are being met, not that they're being treated like some member of a large group who are all the same somehow.
0: And thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.